The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. And TheGorillaPosition.com, telling the stories of pro wrestling storytellers. Welcome to another episode of Turnbuckle Talk, powered by thegorillaposition.com and our proud part of the Roar Network. Also, we are now powered by the HTM Podcast Network, which you can, of course, find on hittingthemarks.podbean.com, where you can find all our great shows there as well. And sponsored by collarnebelbrand.com, where you can find where you can get sorry 10% off using our promo code JNK Podcast at the checkout, as well as hypecityvapors.com, where you get 15% off all of your e-juice for your vape using the promo code JK Podcast. We found at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at TB Talk Pod. As always, I am Big Joe. I'm Carl Carafel. Another week has come and gone in the world of professional wrestling, Carl, and it's been a doozy this week. It's been, it feels like we've been running multiple marathons back to back to back to back here. Ladies and gentlemen, if you do not know, this was WrestleMania week that we <laughs> just came through, and it continues tonight with Raw yeah, and it's not over yet. SmackDown. <laughs> we <clears throat> went through and we had Ring of Honor and New Japan Pro going through and giving us the G1 happening at the sold-out Madison Square Gardens, people. We had NXT TakeOver. We had WrestleMania. We had the Hall of Fame ceremonies with notable stuff happening there as well. Man, and then WrestleMania happened. Yeah. For us right now, it happened last night. It would would have happened on Sunday night for you guys that are listening to us on Tuesday. Yep. Man, so much professional wrestling in the span of four days. I am freaking exhausted. And and what's interesting, you know, before recording and on my way uh, to the Turnbuckle Talk studio here, listening to Rick and Jargo doing their recap for WrestleMania, uh, those guys, between the two of them combined, you're probably looking at 50 to 60 plus hours of wrestling that they've watched separately so that's like 120 something hours combined of wrestling that those two guys have watched i gotta be honest i love watching wrestling i don't know if i could go (laughs) through that much i mean if it were all just you know 50 hours from one promotion probably not yeah (laughs) but having a mix in there of a bunch of different promotions going on and having it spaced out Mm -hmm. enough I think is the key thing. Yeah. Um, I'll let you guys in on a little, little uh, secret, little behind the stages going mm. on here. I watched last night. I watched WrestleMania. And then after WrestleMania, I got my hands on and watched uh, as much of I, as I could of the uh, ring of honor, new Japan pro G one super card that happened. Yeah. And man alive. I I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you, I was starting to get, 
woozy going, man, yeah. I'm going nuts because I'm just looking at a screen yeah. and I'm going, this is happening. That's happening. This is here. That's there. Oh my God. What's going on? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, lots of going on. So, like I said, you know, of, of guys around the network uh, listening to or watching programs. And I be- and, um, correct me if I'm wrong, Mr. Rick Vickery, but uh, when we were watching uh, NXT TakeOver as it was happening, um, everything was really good in that match, and there wasn't really a whole opportunity for a break. So co-host of Hitting the Marks podcast literally brings his laptop in with him to the bathroom so that he doesn't miss a moment as things are happening. So, you know, that, that's how dedicated we are to this stuff, right? <clears throat> all the time it happens all the time especially <laughs> something as as big and as powerful especially right now with nxt yeah it's still you know over the last several years <clears throat> that it's been going it still provides on a constant to be an amazing show and speaking of which you know we'll break down some of the matches from takeover here first of all gotta mention that tag team match at the beginning with the War Raiders versus Ricochet and Aleister Black. From the entrance to that last moment there, I mean, you want to talk tag team wrestling done, in my humble opinion, to perfection in every respect and every way that was done. That's about as perfect as you can get for a tag team championship match. This was a matchup that told a story without words. Mm-hmm. Like you said, from the entrance that happened, having, you know, live people there <laughs> banging on shields when yeah. the war raiders came out. Like, that was an amazing way to start out the pay-per-view. Yeah. And then the match itself, like, chemistry between them was on point. It doesn't seem as though there was one missed step at all for what they were doing and then to end it out with the bows yes with the show of respect at the end it told a story that didn't need he felt it yeah then you take hansen from the war raiders i mean as a big guy Oh my God! The stuff that this man does in this match—the cartwheels, the uh, the suplexes, and the dives off the top—I mean, this guy does stuff for you know. In Ring of Honor, you know, we have PCO who is not a human being and does some crazy stuff. Hanson, maybe not to that same level, but does stuff that a big man just physically should not be able to do. It's incredible. This goes back to uh, years past where we had guys like, you know, the big boss man doing moves like that. Vader, Bam Bam Bigelow, right? Like, I mean, life comes full circle. And Mm -hmm. I think the life of those big men from years past have all gathered together and are right there. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a kick-ass match. War Raiders retaining that championship but very much a like you said the show of respect at the end with the bowing to the crowd and to each other i mean just it was fantastic and very much a a really appropriate and nice send-off for alistair black and ricochet going over to that main roster it seems and uh you know we can only cross our fingers and hope that um you know that they will excel there because two guys that uh, deserve it and um you know We'll, we'll see. Time will tell, and we'll uh, definitely be keeping an eye on those two guys. Uh, next up, Velveteen Dream versus Matt Riddle for that North American title. Dude, that entrance with 
Velveteen Dream again, just showing. I mean, there are so many nods and homages to former greats like Macho Man with Hulk Hogan, Rick Rude. I mean, this guy, it just it feels like he's like the the combination of just so many things happening. And there's just so much depth to this character, and you know. And then you have somebody, you know, with the, the skill and the look and the ability of Matt Riddle. I mean, this is a potential to be a long rivalry that could really, really be something special. It definitely can be as long as they continue with it and don't just kind of throw it to the wayside now that it's yeah. happened at uh, essentially NXT's you know biggest pay-per-view of the year, the mm-hmm. one right before WrestleMania. Um, yeah, yeah. when you talk about Velveteen Dream, the man has taken little bits and pieces from all of the great showmen yeah. of years ago and he has embodied all of them. He has taken a yeah. little bit from each one of them and, and made it his own. He isn't emulating or or trying to be those people. He is himself. Absolutely. But he has taken what he has learned from those other stars yep. and really is using that to make himself shine. And not only character-wise as well, but in the ring, you know, at the, at the very beginning, you could tell that it was still very much a work in progress. But you can tell just uh, every time that I see him there, you could tell that he's working to improve every time. Each time I see him, it's getting better and better and better. I mean, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I I, I kind of don't share the same sentiments that you do because you're always. I don't want to say down on Velveteen Dream, but you're always, oh, he's getting better. Oh, he's getting better. Oh, he's getting better. Like, he isn't great already. Right. Because he is. He is, absolutely. The guy is freaking amazed already. Yep. And, yeah, I mean, I hope that the plateau is not going to happen anytime soon when it comes to Velveteen Dream. I hope that this rise that he has and this – as Big Joe says, continuation of getting better yep. continues to happen. And next up, we had a pretty incredible match as well. We had Walter versus P. Dunn for the NXT UK title. And this was my first real kind of full on exposure, you know, watching Walter work in the ring. And. I didn't really quite know what to make of it at first, but the more I watch, the more I am just impressed. It's wow. (laughs) If you have not seen anything from Walter, you need to just go to YouTube and uh, look up Walter pro wrestler. Mm -hmm. You will see stuff from XWX over in Germany. You'll see, you know, stuff from all over the place. Uh, featuring Walter, the guy is amazing. He's he's really gotten himself to a level now through, I don't know what it is, dieting, working out, whatever, kind of yep. slimmed down a little bit. Um, he's looking fantastic right now, but he is one of those people that is just genuinely a big person. Yeah, that's how he is. He he isn't one of these people that go to the you know, they'd have to go to the gym and do whatever they have to do to get themselves to be huge. This guy is big just the way that he was born. Mm-hmm. His mechanics inside his body make him that way, and he uses that to his full advantage. The guy can move in the ring. The guy can 
jump off the top rope and do moves. The guy can do scientific wrestling. The guy can do grappling. The guy can do strong style. Walter can do just about anything that's needed. Yeah, I've watched Walter for for a little bit, you know, for the yep. uh, last couple of years over in other promotions. And, yeah, it is phenomenal. And not to discredit anything from Pete Dunne, no. because the man himself as well. How old is he, 23? Yeah. Something like, like 23 years old. And yeah. he held the UK championship for 600 and some days. Almost, yeah. 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 <laughs> You know, and to make a comparison, and uh, I'll throw this at you and see if you agree with me. Walter very much feels, and I'm going to compare him to uh, arguably one of the greatest of all time. He feels like a modern day Andre the Giant. If if Andre was a little bit more athletic and could have done a little bit more in the ring, not to not to take anything away from Andre. Andre is the first, might be one of the first true legends of this business. But Walter really feels like a modern day Andre that just can do even more. Yeah, that comparison's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't. I won't say that 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 isn't true. It is. That's he, true. He has that similar kind of aura, just like when he walks around in the ring. It, it's a very basic kind of look and gimmick that he has. Just, just a kind of that overcoat, that trench coat kind of thing, and it just says "Ring General" on the back. Just simple tights. You know, he has a very simple look to him, but. Just the, but still is able to pull off. Just as there's that intrigue with him. I mean, you watch him, just it's like, okay, I, I want to see more from this guy. Just he has that aura and that mystique about him. Definitely. And the match between the two of them, between oh. Walter and Pete Dunn, was just a, a great match. It was, it worked on every single level. Yeah. And they incorporated a little bit of just about everything into that match, which yeah. was fantastic. If you haven't seen the TakeOver pay-per-view, spoiler alert, yeah. okay, Walter came out on top and is the new NXT UK champion. What are your thoughts on that, Joe? It was really, really good. But first thing that I want to ask you, of course, you know, you've been in the ring and worked, Carl. Would you, as a wrestler, would want? would you want to take a full-on chop from a fresh Walter in a match. <laughs> no. <laughs> when you when you no. when you watch the because it's one of his signature moves that he does in a match and just when you're sitting there watching, especially if you're watching if you're listening on, on a really good sound system, you're just sitting there and it's you can feel it through the screen. It's like, oh my God. Like it just it's it, you can feel the impact and just like oh. Is, is he okay? You know, <laughs> like, you know, generally, yeah. right? Uh, I mean, just the, the man just, he has, oh, like, it's it's impressive to watch. And like I said, not to take anything away from Pete Dunn, you know, I, I was concerned that a small guy versus a bigger kind of guy would be a little lopsided, but not the case whatsoever. No, it definitely wasn't. The two of them worked very well together. Yeah. They made everything look believable. Yeah. And that's... That's where it is. Yep. That's a hundred percent where it is. When you when you saw Pete Dunn take those fingers of, of Walter and start bending them yeah. backwards, like they made that look Oof. amazing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cringeworthy, absolutely. But uh, I mean, wow. Um, yep. It's you know just a fantastic uh, match with with two guys. Um, Going forward, what's next for Pete Dunn? We'll have to wait and see. I don't see him uh, 
going anywhere different. You know, he's made it pretty vocal that he would prefer to stay in the UK as opposed to going over to the red or the blue over in the States. But, you know, at the end of the day, WWE, of course, is the employer, and um, he will go where they tell him to go. So we'll, we'll see what uh, becomes of that. I, I would very much prefer that he stay over in the UK just for the simple fact that that British-UK strong style, you know, isn't quite as popular and doesn't get to as many people over here. So I think that keeping him over there, I think, would be the wise move, for at least for the time being. The biggest name that the UK has right now is Pete Dunne. Yeah. It would be a travesty to take Pete Dunne away from that at this point just to put him over to a main roster spot. Absolutely. Uh, next up, uh, we're actually going through the majority of these matches here for, for Taylor because most of them are pretty good. This next match I have very mixed feelings about because I am cool very much with three quarters of the people in this match. We had for the... NXT Women's Championship, we had Curry Sane versus Bianca Belair versus Io Shirai versus someone who I'm very vocally not a fan of, Miss Shayna Baszler. And Shayna Baszler hanging on to that title. I was I was kind of disappointed with the ending of that match. What are your thoughts about I that? Was, I was very much so disappointed with that. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of, and we'll get to this a little later in the show yep. uh, to, to a little bit of a good point with this, but I'm tired of MMA stars coming in and just taking the belt. This isn't your sport. Yeah. Okay. You went, you went and had your championships over there, whatever. The WWE creative needs to stop putting these MMA fighters on the top like they are the best of the best. Yeah. And especially you take a look at Shayna Baszler who who she's held that belt for how long now? I don't even it's know. been too too long. Yeah. That's how long it's been. Your tail of your professional wrestlers that you have, and especially some great ones, mm-hmm. you Shirai, Kyrie Sane. And and yes, I even <laughs> say the EST of NXT, Bianca Belair, I include her in there as well. You're damn oh, yeah. right, I do. Yeah, she's done very right. well and uh, kind of come out of nowhere. And, and you know, she's definitely improved. Uh, I, I have no issues there. My, my big gripe with this match, do that ending. And this gets to the MMA kind of thing. Shayna basically getting her ass handed to her for the good majority of that match to be- very much bounce back and to make a, you know, similar to what Oscar, the, the kind of shenanigans that you should, she would. You know, she would get her, her butt handed to her in the majority of the match, only to bounce back and win with just that that submission and, and things off. And that's very much the case here. And it just felt like really, you know, all after all that, you win with something like that. Not digging it whatsoever. No, I I mean, up until that point, okay with everything else that was happening. Yeah. I, I, I was. Yeah. I, really, I was. I was okay with, with the match. I was okay with even the competitors in the match, because I was very hopeful that finally Shane Baszler was dropping that title. Um, But to end it that way, you got to be kidding me again. You are now raising up the mixed martial artist. Yep. And you have buried your professional wrestlers, especially in your, wrestling entertainment company. Yeah. And especially now, it, which is a very likely possibility. Like if she tonight or tomorrow gets called up to the red or the blue and she just relinquishes that title that you've just, 
the the whole NXT women's division. I won't say that you necessarily buried them all, but it's like, oh, I won this title and I'm just throwing it away. It, it, it's going to come off very much as that kind of situation there. And, and to me, that that's also bad. Why why would you even think that she's going to be called up? There's there's yeah. no reason for it. Yeah, I, I, I honestly I could see it at this point because I mean, what else oh, do you? Have? Because I mean, what else do you have for her in NXT at this point? You know, you've buried all of the essentially the top contenders. You know, with the exception of maybe Candice LeRae, but I mean, does she stand a chance against Shane Baszler? I'd say probably not. Well, given how you know they've they've made her to be, def- definitely not, yeah. right? But I can see them doing something uh, with 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 Candice LeRae now, yeah. right? Like, yeah. I mean. It's it, it, it. The ability for it is there, yeah. right? Who's the new NXT heavyweight champion? We're gonna get to that after. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but the new NXT heavyweight champion, and then you've got, you know, a woman that's there, mm-hmm. and then you know you you could could possibly do something. Yeah. You know, most of you who are listening will have already know who's won the match. And yep. who's you know the new champ? Yep. But if you uh, kind of read between the lines, I think you'll know. Yep. I think you'll know. Uh, but I mean, there's always the the option and the possibility for that to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, how? We'll see. Knows. Yeah, we'll see. So, uh, of course, as you mentioned, uh, the last match of the evening, Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole for the NXT Championship. Carl. I think that I don't think that I'm understating this. When you I've watched these two guys in this match now, this has a potential to be a rivalry on the same kind of scope as a Shawn Michaels and a Bret Hart. This is the modern day makings of something like that. If they can do this correctly, has the potential to be something really really cool in a huge rivalry going like we we can span this over years. <clears throat> You definitely could. I mean, the two guys really know how to work. I mean, they're phenomenal in the ring, and even together makes them better. Yep. The two of them are some of the best in the entire professional wrestling business and world. Not just in NXT, not just in the WWE, but in the entire industry of professional wrestling. These two are two of the best to put them into a uh, rivalry of whatever sorts and have it go through for the next couple of years. doesn't mm-hmm. always have to be for a title belt. doesn't have yeah. to be for a championship. Y- you mentioned Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart. I mean, there are similarities between both yep. competitors to Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. Yep. Definitely. It's a good comparison, and yeah, I could see that uh, if done properly, mm-hmm. this could be pretty freaking amazing. Yep. So overall, I mean, just uh, knocking it out of the park as usual with NXT Takeover. I mean, we expect nothing less. They uh, they 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 do really well, and going forward, I mean, things just look really exciting. And we'll see. You know, as we're recording here, Monday Night Raw is going to happen afterwards, probably while I'm editing this episode. I might have it on the background and, and just kind of keep an eye on it in case, you know, uh, things explode there and something really cool happens. But um, NXT is still looking good going forward. And 
I can't wait to see what they do next. They have some really good programs going on there and very much, I think, the best brand in WWE currently. Definitely it is. Uh, Within the uh, annals of the World Wrestling Entertainment, Mm -hmm. yes, NXT is the best that they have right now. Yep. So going from Friday to Saturday now, I personally, I mean, uh, I had the choice. You know, do I watch the WWE Hall of Fame or do I watch G1 Supercard? Um, Guess which one I picked. I watched G1 Supercard. And... From what I've been seeing, I, th- I think I may have very much made the right choice because, I mean, the Hall of Fame is what it is, but, you know, I've said it before that I feel that I don't think it quite has the mystique that it, uh, and, and the coolness that it's had before. And, and this year with the Hall of Fame, to mention it, they went with a very different kind of setup just for the whole presentation. And basically it was an open-sided kind of wrestling ring and... This I wonder if this had anything to do with the shenanigans that happened here. With just the setup well, that they had I mean, there. I don't think so. Yeah. No. No, no, no. Definitely. Are, are, are we talking about what happened? Yeah. The I shenanigans think, that happened during the whole fame ceremony? I think we have to mention it, right? So we're, we're going to mention that a, uh, a wannabe MMA fighter who's like two and one and one in his career or something, um, rushed the ring and tackled down Bret Hart and Natalia Hart. That's what we're going to talk about right now. Well, I just want to make reference to it just because, you know, to make the bigger point here with this, you know, and I, I, mentioned this on a Facebook posting that I did after this happened, that, you know, very much in the world of professional wrestling, one of the big cardinal sins that can be done is for a fan to either, you know, put his hands on on a talent or to get in that ring and put your hands on a talent. You know, and this is something that's going to come up um, in a little while as well. But um, this is just something you don't do. Definitely it is not. And, I mean, the the guy clearly has the mental – stability issues obviously um that was pretty evident in uh seeing the twitter posts he had put out in uh the week prior um really none of it had mentioned anything having to do with uh or with even rushing the ring at all Mm -hmm. uh but like i mean it had a lot to do with uh you know hey triple h i'll see you and seth rollins this and roman reigns that and Lots of just really out there name dropping uh, different things. Um, clearly, the guy's not one hundred percent there mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, while we're on the subject of him rushing the ring, yeah. I, I I got a little bit of a pet peeve. I got a little bit of an issue that I want to just kind of throw out there. Yep. Okay. After all of this happened, and, and even my wife noticed it, she's like, oh, all over Facebook and all over social media, they were hashtagging, where's security? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I work in the security industry. Yep. I, I am a security personnel. I am a security professional. Yep. At events, there is generally, you're looking at one security guard per anywhere from... 50 to 150 people. Right. One. One security guard that has to handle and take care of that many people. 
So now you're going to start asking, where was security? Security was taking care of somebody else while this happened. Yeah. Right? Like, all, all the... I'm going to go American on you here. All y'all <laughs> need to just calm down. You yeah. need to just respect the security personnel that was there yeah. and, and how quickly they got there after the guy rushed the ring. Mm-hmm. Because for one person to have you, you, please, you go out and grab 120 kids. Because essentially, at a wrestling event like that, that's what we are. We're all kids. We're all yeah. big kids. Yep. We're all alcohol-induced yeah. <laughs> big kids. Yeah. And now you take care and try to handle all, let's just even say 50 children. Mm-hmm. Can you do it? Yeah, that's tough, So man. please, next time something like that happens, yep. be a little bit smarter and don't start asking, where was security? Hashtag where's security? Hashtag security socks. Hashtag on. Yeah. For me personally, that hurts me. It does. Yeah. But I mean, kudos to Roda Rousey's husband. Yeah. Who saw what was happening? He was sitting front row with Ronda Rousey and immediately jumped into that ring and was just like, Yeah, and other guys too. Uh uh-uh, uh, you're done, buddy. Davey Boy Smith Jr., a uh, guy from the revival. Uh, and I think they all managed to get a shot in the guy. And, and I'll be the first one to say that, uh, yeah, j- fully justified. When, when you get involved, and then this isn't even a match. Like, if this were to happen in a match, um, this guy would have had his ass handed to him on a platter. Um, you, like I said, you, you just, uh, as a fan, as a bystander, you do not get involved in a pro wrestling match in any context, in any respect whatsoever. That's the ultimate, ultimate disrespect. <clears throat> It is. A hundred percent. It is. They go out there day in, day out, 340 days of the year to put on a show for you. And you want to be disrespectful enough to jump in the ring and attack somebody. If you get your ass beat, you deserve it. Yep. And just like this guy that decided (laughs) to attack Brett and Natalia, he didn't walk out on his own. No, he was carried. Yeah. Because one punch from, I believe it was Scott Dawson yeah. of the revival, boom. Yeah. He was out. Or, or even just imagine, like, David Boy Smith Jr. Um, got some shots. Could you just picture yourself just as a regular individual taking a punch from a. Davy Boy Smith Jr., big dude. This guy's big. He's powerful. Imagine taking a legit punch from that guy. Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> That's motivation enough for me to not ever want to jump that thing. There's a potential somebody like that to knock my ass out. No, I'm good. Yeah, I'll just watch. <laughs> uh, this guy that uh, jumped Brett and, and Natalia learned yeah. firsthand how fake these fake pro wrestlers Boom. are. Exactly. That's a good way to wrap up that topic. So going from that to, of course, the G1, um, this was, you know, we've been uh, kind of hyping this up and talking about this for a while. This is New Japan Pro Wrestling and Ring of Honor putting on a show at the world-famous Madison Square Garden. And I will say that the big highlight for this for me was Matt Taven winning that Ring of Honor championship. Incredible. All the people down on him, I think he did an, an excellent job. I am looking forward to the era of Matt Taven and Ring of Honor. We first have to mention, like we did before, 
that it was sold out. Sold out. Madison Square Garden. Yep. It was not just like, oh, oh we have 80% of it curtained off. Mm-hmm. It was a sold out Madison yeah. Square Garden. The purple ladder, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that was cool, the right? purple ladder from Matt Taven. Yep. Solidified it for me knowing that he was going to win that match. I just, I, I just knew it. It was, yep. He's winning that match. He, he it's a purple freaking ladder. He just yeah, brought exactly in a right. purple ladder yeah. that went up as high as the belt was hung. Yeah. That's, that was it. That's like the Jeff Hardy ladder, right? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. All right. That's the, that's the higher that goes up way high to jump off and do crazy stuff from. That's what that ladder is. Yeah. Yeah. And there was a crazy spot that happened with that oh. ladder at the very end there with Jay Lethal. Man. Matt oh. Taven taking that belt, hitting Jay Lethal in the head with it, and Jay Lethal falling back onto the other ladder that was set up. Man. Man. Yeah. I felt that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, going back to ask you a bit of a hypothetical question with, with, the, with this event now, uh, given all the same talent, all the same matches, still at Madison Square Garden, if you put this on some, some other time that isn't WrestleMania weekend, does this still sell out? Yeah. Yeah. Because I, yeah, I, 100%. Because this is something that I've been thinking about and, and I've seen and kind of creep up in some other places. I, oh, they it only sold out just because, you know, the uh, you know the non-WWE fans want to stick us to WWE and that kind of stuff and show. And they, uh, no, I, I, I think that, you know, this match at Madison Square Garden at any time is still selling out because uh, there's there's a demand for this alternative. I 100% agree. You know, I agree. Sell out no matter what time of the year. Yeah. And just every match, you know, we even had Kelly, a lot of good endings to this. I mean, we had uh, Kelly Klein regaining that women of honor championship an excellent match as well. We had uh, Okada become the new IWGP champion, you know, kind of writing things there, you know, with all the, the people that uh, don't seem to like Jay White. So very much uh, kind of a happy ending there. I guess even Kota Ibushi winning the WW or sorry, wow, W the IWGP Intercontinental title. Um, yeah, some great stuff there. And of course we have to talk about this, the tag match, Carl. Uh, lots of stuff happened here, <clears throat> to say the least. I, I really can't speak too much to it uh, because yeah. I was not able to catch that as of mm-hmm. yet. Yeah. Um, like I said, I work in the security industry, yeah. and it uh, keeps me up late at night. I was not able to watch the entire match i yep. wasn't i wasn't able to see that match at all yet yeah so because you had the unfortunate because uh, we you were actually trying to watch this after the seven and a half hour marathon that was wrestlemania so you know i don't blame you one bit because uh you know as i mentioned if you watch me on facebook you know i didn't make it through past four hours for wrestlemania so i was kind of on the other side of the the boat there but uh, you know we'll we'll save this because this is actually going to tie into our showstopper segment for this week so uh, that that match is going to tie into what we're going to talk about so we'll leave that alone because that's going to come back at the end of the episode here so let's get to wrestlemania carl like i said seven and a half no 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 oh. no 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 oh you got some more we cannot move on until we talk about a lure 
Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because I, I told Ladies you that happened. And gentlemen, we see Kelly Klein regain the ROH Women's Championship. Yeah. With Mandy Leone on commentary. Yeah. As Kelly Klein is in the ring, <laughs> yep. we start to see a little bit of Russell in the uh, crowd happening, and people are going, ooh, what's happening here? And then we see we see the headset come off, and Mandy Leone like, starts what? making her way <laughs> down to the ring because we had Angelina Love. And Velvet Sky, yes, the two original beautiful people make their way down to the ring, do their typical actions of getting into the ring, and then we see Mandy Leon come down and stand side by side with Kelly Klein. Mm -hmm. So now we've got the beautiful people on one side. We have got Mandy Leone and Kelly Klein, the new Ring of Honor Women's Champion on the other side. Yeah. And they see Mandy Leone hit Kelly Klein with her heel to start what seems to be a new Ring of Honor faction called The Allure. Mm Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, I am so happy about this right now. <laughs> I am happy that Angelina Love is coming back and doing some television work. I am so happy that Velvet Sky is coming back. Whether or not she gets back in the ring or not, she may just be as a managerial type of role. And to now align themselves with Mandy Leone. Man, that for me, and, and, and as, as weird as it, it may sound, that for me... <laughs> memorable and a highlight for G1 Supercard. Yeah, and just probably for the weekend in general. Like that that, that was that was a real kind of genuine surprise that if anybody beforehand called this to happen, you need to go buy a lottery ticket right now. Because you're yeah. the luckiest and the best at guessing <laughs> on this entire planet because I don't think anybody would have called that. No, yeah. no, I never would have called that. Yeah, never. I, yeah, I would have expected that in Impact, just because you know they they have a um, a history there. But to do this in Ring of Honor and at Madison Square Garden, yeah, that was um, that was something that uh, was that was a genuine surprise, and, and it I'm all for this because it's just adding more depth to that Women of Honor division, and that's only a good thing going forward for them. It definitely is. It was fantastic. Absolutely. All right, Carl. Now Sorry. we can move on. Now we can move on to WrestleMania. Well, as as some would like to call it, sleep mania. <laughs> um, it's called the uh, Big Joe fell asleep four hours in mania. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the big thing that uh, the first thing that I want to get off the bat is um, Alexa Bliss, the host of WrestleMania. She didn't do very much. <clears throat> didn't do very much. Hostess. Hostess. Sorry. Um, they, for whatever reason, brought out Hulk Hogan, who once again got the name of the stadium wrong. Um, he did the Silverdome thing. That obviously he did on purpose. But then as 
the the Hulkster looks up to the big, huge sign that says MetLife Stadium says, Welcome to MetLife Center, brothers. <sighs> I think he forgot to wear his glasses. That's yeah. his old man glasses. That's yeah. the, he, he couldn't see it. He couldn't Don't see fault it. him for that. Uh, it wasn't his fault. He's he's got you know he's got a look that he's in a persona <laughs> that he's got to got to keep up, right? Yeah. So you can't go out there and be the Hulkster and be the immortal Hulk Hogan wearing glasses. Yeah. Moving on from from Hulk Hogan, I'm done talking about Hulk Hogan. So for the pre-show here, we have a total of four pre-show matches for this thing here, Carl. And the the two big ones I, that I definitely want to make mention of here are the women and the men's battle royal matches. Of course, the men's named after the famous Andre the Giant. Um, the women's match, you know, it is what it is. That ending of, spoiler alert, Carmella won the women's battle royal match by doing the played out Bender done that several times, hiding under the ring, coming back to eliminate the last person standing in the ring. All, all I could do was sit there and shake my head at this match. That's all I could do. Very much so. I was I was not happy with that. Yeah. Um, Ember Moon definitely. You know, she she deserved to be able yeah. to have that. She has done so much in her career over the years that I think that this is something that the first ever women's WrestleMania Battle Royal mm-hmm. should have gone to somebody who I think deserves it and, and and that person being somebody who has been in the wrestling business for you know maybe more than four years five years yeah right um yeah i honestly i think it was a trusty that they did that yeah but you, you already gave carmella something you gave her the 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 first yeah women's money in the bank ladder match mm-hmm. did she really need this too yeah. no yeah and that's another thing with these two matches as well carl Doing a battle royal and nothing at nothing on the line, nothing, uh, no stakes, no nothing. Just um, you know, we're doing this and you win, and then that's it. Well, you get the notoriety of being able to say for the entire year that you won, and then for the next year yeah. saying that I was winner, and yeah. then ten years after that saying I won the fourth one, yeah, and then twenty years after that going you know, to your grandkids. Mm-hmm. I was in that and I can't remember if I won or not. Yeah. yeah. Like that's all that you get, <laughs> which sucks. Yeah. Should be, should be for something. Yep. Now to end off the pre-show, we had the Andre, the giant bell Royal and something happened. So how they, they, they kind of laid this out is they had more than three quarters of the wrestlers kind of all come out just kind of in one shot. And then they did a couple of, entrances and then something happened that I absolutely dread on these pre-shows and um, if my memory serves correctly this is something that I know grinds your gears as well during the Hardy's entrance they go picture in picture with something promoting Wrestlemania when we're already watching Wrestlemania and the that kept going and then they went back to the match and then they cut over to the, the, the pre-show kind of um, table there were Sam Roberts and Booker T. And th- they're talking all while this 
entrance is happening and you can still hear the like the, the the Hardy's entrance music kind of looped I think a couple times because they went so long. We're still waiting for Braun Strowman to come out and we're doing this. The Hardys were already in the ring, even like like before the picture in picture came on. So now we're sitting there watching this picture in picture and kind of hearing a little bit of, you know, like extra yeah. music in the background. And then they go to the uh, pre-show, pre-show panel yeah. and we're still hearing the Hardy Boys music in the background. And then they cut back to the ring and we're still hearing the Hardy Boys music <laughs> for like another 30, 35 seconds Longer. before finally yeah. Ron Strowman's music comes on. Yeah. It's like, holy crap, are you freaking kidding me? Everybody's standing in the ring. You could see guys like the Ascension guys. They're like, um, what are we waiting for here? Let's get this on the road, shall we? And, you know, we... They had Strowman come out, and then they had the the Saturday Night Live, or at point, one point they had, what I got to mention too is uh, during the, this pre-show, my mom decided to watch some wrestling with me, which doesn't happen very often, and those two guys are walking down the ramp, and, and I am slightly paraphrasing here, but my mom looks over to me, you know, this is, keep in mind, my mom's kind of a casual wrestling fan, and she goes, this is stupid. <laughs> I, I kid you not, those were the exact words over her mouth. She goes, this is stupid. She she told me he's like, are you watching WrestleMania? This are they really doing this right now? I was like, yep. Yes, mom. That's the pre-show. <laughs> they do the stupid stuff on the pre-show. <laughs> yep. Uh, that's how that's how it felt. Yeah. It really felt like, uh, yeah, they do the stupid stuff on the pre-show. And my big question was, is why, why in God's name was it these Saturday Night Live guys? I, I don't understand. This is the best that we can do for Braun Strowman at WrestleMania. Like, he's got to be just sitting there going, what do I have to do? Like, somebody give me a, toss me a bone or something. Like, what does this guy have to do to, to get a legitimate shot? Like, <laughs> I think the only reason why these two Saturday, Saturday Night Live guys were even there was just a celebrity name and factor for WrestleMania. That was it. But are An they even celebrities? celebrity name. Are they even celebrities, though? Seriously? Are they? They're considered celebrity. When was the last time you watched Saturday Night Live, Carl? Um, right? Saturday night? <laughs> I haven't watched since I haven't, I haven't watched since the mid to late nineties. Okay. Yeah, I haven't um, watched it in a long time. I haven't watched it since like, um, Chris Farley. Yeah. Right, like Chris Farley yeah. being on there or Stewart. Yeah. Right. Like picture yeah. yourself, picture yourself as a WrestleMania fan because we know a lot of these people that go to WrestleMania. This is probably one of the other things that they go to the during the scope no, during the the span of the year. They probably don't even watch Raw SmackDown. They got to be sitting there going, "Who are these guys? Who who is this? This is really this is your celebrity." Um, uh, yeah, I, I I don't really know what else to say about it. Very for this should have been something prestigious at WrestleMania. I mean, it has the name of Andre the Giant reign the name of the match. I mean, this is this guy is one of the original real legends in this business. And then this is what his name is tied to. I, I would, 
it's almost embarrassing, Carl, because I, I know you're a huge Andre the Giant fan. I mean, I mean, uh, Princess Bride. I mean, it's one of your, if not your favorite movie, you know, and that was one of the only movies that Andre was in. It's got to be embarrassing at this point. It definitely is. I mean, now I, I can understand, you know, uh, like having a celebrity name there to do something, but yeah, that was the pre-show. Yeah. Right, you want a celebrity name for your WrestleMania? You need to make sure that that name is going to be on the WrestleMania show mm-hmm. and not the pre-show. Was there a need for? Now, I'm I'm gonna go to if, if you guys watched the pre-show. Yeah. Um, Darren Young, and uh, was it JBL or was it Booker T? I think they were both on that panel at some point, though, but at different times. One or the other, I can't remember which one it was, but they had said that they find it disrespectful that there are guys who are sitting in the back mm-hmm. without having anything to do on WrestleMania, yeah, and they're giving it to two guys who aren't even part of the business. See... When it comes to that, too, I mean, I see it from a couple of different approaches, too, because I would definitely agree, yeah, you're taking spots away from people on the roster who didn't even have an opportunity, like your Kevin Owens, you know, the big notable name there, not getting to do anything. But at the same time, too, I'm of the mindset, and I've stated this on this show and on social media, that WrestleMania is the showcase of the immortals, Okay, this is your big event for the year where your big superstars, this is the culmination, this is the climax of their storylines and their rivalries. Not everybody should be having a shot at WrestleMania, in my opinion. This, this is the showcase of the, the top tier. Otherwise, we run into this thing of we have six, when you include the pre-show matches, we have 16 matches. Next year, is this going to be 20 matches? It's going to keep getting out of control here. So for us in Canada, let's say the Toronto Blue Jays. Toronto Blue Jays make it to the World Series. And you've got your entire team that's there. Yep. But instead of using them, we're going to bring in two guys from from the Marlies. (laughs) Yeah. And use them instead. You're okay with that? No, absolutely not. That's where that's why I'm not okay yeah. with you guys from Saturday Night Live yeah. coming in and doing the Memorial Battle Royal. Yeah. And and it, there wasn't even any kind of payoff in it either. Like there was, you know, at least what, you know, when um trying to think back to one Drew Carey, even when he was on, even there there was some kind of cool moment there involved. But these guys it wasn't even worth it. No, it didn't feel like it was worth anything. Yeah. You mentioned Drew Carey. Like he went into the into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Right. And then he's out there and he's he's you know he's always had the thing with Kane. Mm-hmm. Right. So then him and Kane do this little thing in 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 the Royal Rumble match and you know like it was it was something cool to see. This year, it just felt like a slap in the face. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's pretty sure out of the way. Um, the first thing that um, on the main thing was a, a legitimate su- surprise. I, I was, I thought actually thought this was good. We had the spokesperson for Brock Lesnar come up. Paul Heyman was like, 
if we're not going to be the main event, we're not going to wait around. We're doing this right now. Brock comes out and Seth Rollins come out and they have their match for the universal title as the curtain jerker first match. Uh, did not see this coming again. This is something that uh, I think if anybody predicted this lottery tech of time for you, sir, I, I, <laughs> I couldn't have predicted this. No way. I, I didn't predict that they were going to start off with no. that match. Now, I the wife and I were sitting there and uh, watching it before I went into work. And I, I looked over to her and I said, I bet you I know what's going to happen. Yeah. I said, here's what's going to happen. Because Paul Heyman comes down and then Seth, or, uh, uh, Seth Rollins comes down. And then we got the, the match going on between Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins. And it didn't even start yet. Yeah. It was just a beat down in the ring. Mm-hmm. And then outside of the ring. And then around the ring. It was just a beat down. Yep. My thought was Lesnar's only got two appearances left on his contract. Yeah. Appearance number one at the beginning of Mania. Yeah. Appearance number two near the end of Mania. And then he was done. Yeah. It didn't happen. No. It didn't happen that way. But that that's that's what I had thought. I mm-hmm. I thought for sure that they were going to stop it and that they were just going to, this was just a way to pump up the crowd of, wow, this is going to be great already. They did that. Don't get me wrong. 100%. They did that. I was pumped yeah. after seeing that match, but totally not what I had expected yeah. or how I expected it. Total match time from bell to bell, two minutes and 30 seconds. Now that this is done, can you still continue with this persona of Brock Lesnar being defeated by Seth Rollins in two minutes and 30 seconds? Sure you can. Why not? It's going to be tough, you know, and we'll see what happens. Brock, is he going to UFC? That's, that's another great debate. We don't know. Don't know what his contract status is. At the very least though, it was a, it was a, a good legit surprise at the beginning. Um, now that I've had time to digest it, I'm, I'm actually okay with it. And I think that uh, the right out- outcome happened there. Pretty much the goal was, you know, let's get the title off of, off of Brock at this point. Because they, the, you could make the argument that they listen to the fans. They want to see the title every week on Raw. I mean, do I think that this uh, diminishes Brock Lesnar at all? No. No, not at all. Yeah. Everybody has a bad day. Short term, yes. Everybody has a bad day. Short term, I think it damages him, but long term, time will tell. We'll have to see. Yeah. yeah. So I think the next kind of match that I want to point out that stands out for me: Shane McMahon versus The Miz. Any falls count anywhere match. This was something that uh, I had some mixed feelings going into this thing here, but uh, I thought they actually did pretty darn good. They did. They did fantastic. Yeah. Um, I was kind of trying to, you know, watch back and forth a little bit while I was at work. Yeah. Um, I'd get, you know, get an opportunity to, to you know, kind of see a little bit, and then I'd, you know, have to go out and do my uh, do my rounds and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I didn't get to see the full entire matchup. Um, I heard that there was some big spot off of scaffolding or something like that yeah. that happened. Um, I didn't get to see it, uh, but. It's Shane McMahon, of course. Something big is going to happen, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, from from what I was able to see, 
fantastic. Yeah. And the Miz's dad getting into the ring, hmm. right? And then Shane getting there and kind of raising right. up his hands a little bit, right? And yeah. going, okay, like, no, no, you're doing it wrong here. Put them up. Put them up. A yeah. little, cover your face. Okay. And then just to, to, because that built up, that built up a huge, you know, anxiety in people. They're like, oh my God, is Shane actually going to do this? Is he going to, yeah. is he going to fight the Miz's dad? Right. Yeah. And then for Shane, just, oh, pff, no, whatever. Yeah. I, that to me, storytelling and that i i thought was fantastic yeah and, and throughout that match too we saw you know shane taking some typical shane spots where you watch and you go like he they did one where he was kind of suplexed or kind of throwing and landing on section of scaffolding and actually or it was like a golf course i mean he kind of skipped off and and it hit the floor you know you got to think you know, with all that he's done uh shane's Bump card has got to um, be pretty much full at this point. Um, yeah, it, it, some stuff where it was definitely cringeworthy to watch some of the stuff. And, but I mean, it, it, hey, it's it's a WrestleMania Falls Count Anywhere match. I mean, that's kind of what you want to see during one of those. So, Shane McMahon's punch card has more holes in it than yeah. Swiss cheese eaten by three mice. Yeah. 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 I think we're we're at the point. I think Shane needs to eh, take it easy, buddy. It's you know, take it easy, please. You know, uh, you're gonna have some higher position coming soon here. I think, and you don't need to, you've put your body through enough. I think it's time to back off a little bit and not uh, kill your body any further than you already have, sir. Well, but I mean, playing devil's advocate here, how many times does he do this? Yeah, well, it's been a little bit more often lately. You know, with uh, the matches, but uh, three yeah. times a year. Yeah, uh, I think. Yeah, I guess it kind of depends on what, what the way you look at it. Yeah, I mean that's that's yeah. how I look at it. Boxers yeah. go out there and what they they'll do three, yeah. four, you know, five big matches a year. True, yeah. kind of thing, right? Yeah. But they're always doing smaller little matches around. They're yeah. always doing smaller boxing events around. Yep. Yeah. Right. So for Shane, this. You know, three times a year is perfect for him and works. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I believe it was around this time that uh, you and I kind of hinted at this before we hit the record button when we originally got on the call here. At WrestleMania, we still did this Lacey Evans thing where her music drops. She walks. I think maybe she made it a quarter of the way down the ramp and then back behind the curtain again. I'm so confused and perplexed of what this is leading to, if anything, at this point. And it, it's it's at the point when did where this yeah, what's that? When did this happen? I believe it was after the Orton and Styles match, or after possibly the Shane Miz match at some point. I, I, honestly, I kind of forgot. I, I think it's around okay. this time. It wasn't during a match. No, absolutely, it wasn't during a match. It was in between. Okay. Yeah. Just because, like I said, I, I mean, I got to see, um, you know, bits and pieces uh, here and there while I was uh, yeah. you know, still working. I still have a job to do, mm-hmm. um, but I try to incorporate my professional wrestling watching yeah. and uh, stuff while I do that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I did, I did unfortunately miss that. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I think I would have remembered anyways. Yeah. So I, I think another big thing to mention, the women's tag team match. This was something, again, that uh, I did not call. And I got to say, and this might sound shocking to you and our listeners here, 
I actually th- kind of agree, and uh, I don't mind who won this. The, the the iconics, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. Believe it or not, the 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 go home promo that they did. I thought, you know, it is what it is with them. You know, they're the they're the pretentious or the over the top. They did it for the right amount of time for it to work. If it would have gone any longer, I would say, yeah, you know, it's my ears are bleeding. But I think I, I like what they're doing. I, I got to be honest. I got a question for you. Yes. Have you been to see a doctor lately? <laughs> no, it's been a while. Why? What's because I'm wondering what question, kind man. of drugs that doctor put you on <laughs> to turn you around and onto the iconics. Yeah. Man, I'm so happy about them taking those belts. It works, man. It works. It does. Yeah. I, I, I I've been a fan of that. Yeah. Now, mind you, you're saying that it was just enough. That you weren't thinking, my ears are bleeding. Yep. There are times where my ears do bleed. I'm like, yeah. oh, God, please just. <laughs> I caught in it. the ring. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Yeah. But I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm yeah. really okay with them taking those tag belts. Yeah. To me, when, when I look at, for me, it's the personalities. When I look at Sasha and Bailey, nothing to take away from them whatsoever with their in-ring ability with them together though i I just i don't feel you know character-wise that there's a whole lot there we had beth phoenix and natalia um and nia jackson tamina when i look at all these groups here that the ones that have the most personality are the iconics they're the ones that actually provide some kind of excitement and at least get you talking you know with uh, as as cool as it was seeing Sasha and Bailey win the titles, there wasn't a whole lot of charisma and excitement around those two. I, that's just the, the the way that I feel with the Iconics. There's there's some attitude. There's there's some genuine stuff there. You know, is it annoying to a certain extent? Yeah, you can definitely make that argument. But that's the character, and it works. The Iconics work together well as a tag team and portray that. Yep. Whereas the former women's tag team champions, <clears throat> Bailey and Sasha Banks, yeah. they have, they're, they're known to be singles competitors. So for the two exactly. of them to come together, they, like you said, there really was, was not much chemistry or anything there. Mm-hmm. Same thing I find with uh, Tamina and Nia Jax, yep. same thing. I, I, I don't feel any type of chemistry between the two of them, except for the fact that they're both large and in charge women. That's it. Now, Natalia and Beth Phoenix, I hope that this means that Beth Phoenix is coming back at least for maybe six months. Mm. And let's do a female version of the Heart Foundation, please. Yeah. Please. The two of them, I feel like they were meant to tag together. Yeah. Happy about that. And I hope that they continue with that. To your end, you are correct. The only ones within that collective group of women that really seem to meld together are the iconic yeah. in personality, ring work, and just all around everything. Absolutely. And next up, I think we had probably the most, I would say the most significant moment of this whole show. We had... Of course, Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship. This was a pretty big moment. And I got to say that uh, I'm cool with it. But for me, 
it just it felt like it was at the end of something that was just drawn on and just done too much. The the back and forth of getting them down and then coming back again. It just it felt like they tried to do a little too much there. And I think that this really should have closed the show out. I'm really of that belief. You are a chauvinistic, sexist pig. That has nothing to do with that. <laughs> you you no, have you have the did, big did, I mean, high moment. Me. You have the big high moment, and it's essentially yeah. mid card here, Carl. Yeah, you're right. Like it was. I think it it closed out the second hour or something like that. Or yep. Or is, is something like that. It closed out one of the hours, anyways. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, like just it it I, I I don't know. I don't know how how to how to go about this because it really it felt like finally, finally it was time mm-hmm. and it happened and 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 i'm I'm very happy about that. But at the same point, I was almost like, eh, I know that Kofi's gonna win. They've been building up to this. I know, blah blah blah. I don't even care anymore. Yep. I think that there was too much of a build to this match yep. for it to culminate the way that it did, and it culminated beautifully. Yep, hundred percent, it did. Like tear down my eye, going, man, Kofi did it. Yeah, right. Like that's that's how it felt after this match, but. Yeah, for a while there, I'm kind of going, I don't even care. I don't even care because they've yeah. just done so much in this build that I've totally lost interest. But thankfully, the two of them were able to work together well enough inside that room that yeah. they got my interest back. And by the end of that match, I had, with a tear in my eye, <laughs> thankfulness that Kofi oh. Kingston won. Like I said, you know, I really felt that this should have ended the match because at, at this point, I'm starting to nod off. You know, Samoa Joe and Rey Mysterio happens next. And it just it really felt, okay, that's Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan. That's the end of the movie. And now the credits are rolling. And I'm falling asleep or I'm, I'm getting ready to walk out of the theater at this point. That's kind of the, uh, the comparison, the reference that I'll kind of make there. Because, you know, as I posted on social media, halfway through Joe and Mysterio, which I mean, was only a minute long match, by the way, from bell to bell, one minute, 30 seconds in, I nod off and I fall asleep. I sneezed, blew my nose, looked back up, and the match was done. Yeah. For, you know, Samoa Joe and Rey Mysterio, I was like, holy jumping. Yeah. Um, but then to, I mean, I, I totally get what you're saying, where this match felt like it was the closer, like yeah. it was the, uh, you know, the, the be-all, end-all finisher of the program. Yeah. Totally get it, because that, it, it, it did feel that way. It's, it's like, okay, let's do a movie, let's run the credits, and then we're going to do another hour extra after the credits are done. <laughs> You've already been there for four or five hours-ish at this point, it's like, oh. Like I just imagine, like if you're at MetLife Stadium and you had spots where you're like you were just having to stand and watch this. Wow! If you for people who made it through that, uh, like I gotta give you props. I don't think I'd have the stamina, you know, because you know after this, you know, we had Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio. Yeah, very short. We had Roman versus Drew McIntyre. We had the Triple H Batista match. We had the unfortunate 
Kurt Angle, Baron Corbin thing, which they actually did. Finn Balor versus Bobby Lashley. And, of course, the women's match. I missed it all. <laughs> I missed it all. I did not have the stamina to get through it all. You know, with Friday and Saturday added it all on top of this as well, right? Just It felt like, okay, I, I'm near the end of the marathon here, and I just don't have the energy or the stamina to continue. You need to get out there and train some more. <laughs> right? So, you know, I got I to gotta go back and watch some of this stuff. And I'm almost kind of reluctant to talk anymore about these matches because, like I said, I just didn't have a chance to see them. I've seen little bits of highlights and whatnot, but not enough to really make a, uh educated, um, you know, decision or uh, to really say much about them. Well, I mean, the, the rest of the card was great on top of it. I mean, yeah. after, after you fell asleep, I, I, I could tell you, from my experience anyways, I mean, the rest of the card was great. Yeah. Um, who is not someone who will, like, sit there and watch uh, professional wrestling all the time. Uh, she she watched yeah. the entire show. Wow. And <laughs> she, she enjoyed it. She yeah. was happy with it. Um, it's, it's not something that, you know, she was kind of like, Oh, whatever. And just turned it away. Yeah. Whatever they did, they had enough wherewithal that they kept her engaged throughout the entire show. Mm-hmm. So kudos to them for that. Yeah. But I mean, we, we saw for, for the rest of the, the evening and throughout the entire mania events, we saw, I believe the the majority, more than half, I think we're looking about three quarters of the baby faces winning, yeah, and only about a quarter of the heels actually winning. So it was it was a very a very happy or uh, uh, edition of WrestleMania. Yep. Um, really, I think giving the people what they want essentially is how it felt. Yeah. It felt like, like they were finally giving everybody what they want yeah. and I'm okay with that. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's, uh, that, that's WrestleMania. Like I said, uh, seven and a half hours. Um, you know, I wasn't able to make it through it all, but, uh, you know, as a whole for the weekend, uh, you know, I got to say, you know, lots of great wrestling to watch, you know, especially with the G1 Supercard, especially with TakeOver and all the other shows that were happening around as well. I mean, there was just so much going on. I think Shikara run some shows, uh, some other, I think uh, Impact even uh, had something, no, not necessarily in that area, you know, but there was so much going on here that there was no way that I was going to be able to consume all the content. I know some people came close or actually accomplished that and kudos to you. Um, but yeah, it, um, WrestleMania as a whole, you know, th- there were some spots that I thought were, were pretty good, but I just, at, at the end, like I said, I just, I ran out of energy, unfortunately. And I'll, I'll go back and, and watch the parts that I missed and, you know, Rob will be on in the background. Like I said, while I'm editing uh, this week's episode here and we'll see if anything happens here, but what we want to do is we're going to take a brief break here, Carl, and we're going to, Carl's got something here before yeah. we go. Yeah. You, yeah. You're always doing this to me. I, <laughs> I, I need to make sure that we get out there. Uh, you talked there about other promotions going yes. through and, and, and doing shows this weekend. Yep. We got to give huge props to our friend Danny with Ooh, the yeah. Canadian Rescues Elite. That guy is going through and he is doing a cross Canada tour, culminating this, this tour 
in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Yep. Going from Winnipeg, Manitoba, going all the way out to British Columbia, mm-hmm. all the way back through again, culminating in Toronto, Ontario. They sold out their show, WrestleMania Night. Nice. So that tells you right there how good the world of independent professional wrestling is getting, especially when on WrestleMania night, you sold out your independent Very promotional cool. show. So kudos to them. Absolutely. And, and and even throwing this out there, Vinny Da Vinci, love you, man. Yes. Like you going out and doing this tour too, amazing on you. So hope that this culminates into something bigger and better for you. So happy to see that happening. And I got one more quick announcement before we get to our break here. Yep. Chris Jericho Cruz. Mm, yes. The Rock Wrestling Rager at Sea Part Duh. If you guys are not following us on our social media, you need to go and check Should us be. out Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TB Talk Pod, where you will see the latest name that was added to this is the final name that's been added to this four-day cruise that myself and the wife will be on ladies and gentlemen i am more than excited for this because finally (laughs) no it's not the rock but finally i am going to get to meet one of my wrestling heroes ladies and gentlemen the special guest of honor rick flair ah i see and you, you guys can't see this because uh yeah he's actually wearing the shirt i was i had a feeling that that's what that was all about yeah rick flair on the jericho cruise that that's uh pretty freaking amazing very jealous yeah. all right so i'm glad that you brought that up and and cwe saw out that show in, in toronto that, that, that's a that's a a big deal because Toronto is a big market for professional wrestling. And it's fantastic to see Danny and CWE venturing into Southern Ontario. Cause that opens up a lot there for them as well. It okay. definitely does. You though have a show coming up very shortly. Yeah. May 9th ring of honor war of the worlds happening there. Yeah. That's going to be uh, huge. I'm looking forward to that. Um, Matt Taven, new Ring of Honor champion. Of course, uh, we mentioned that G1 and looking forward to all the matches there and excited to see who's going to be all involved in that uh, because we're going to see some New Japan people there as well. So I'm going to get to see some people I've never had a chance to see in person. So lots of cool wrestling that we're going to get to experience, both you and I, you, the Jericho Crews, me with Ring of Honor. We're going to have a lot to talk about after all that is all said and done. You betcha. Oh, yeah. All right, let's take that brief break here, Carl. We're going to come back with our showstopper segment, which has something to do, as we hinted at earlier, with the tag team match that happened at the G1 Supercard. We'll be right back. Independent contractors in the professional wrestling industry, if you're looking for a way to put the power of the media in your own hands, contact Pinned LLC. Pinned LLC is media and marketing for the professional wrestling industry. It's your one-stop, one-click online profile and so much more. With Pinned, you'll receive a full background story, photo gallery, an interview conducted with you, links to all your social media and where you can be booked, and yes, a 60-second custom television commercial all about you. Get more info today. Email pin.biz at gmail.com. That's pin.biz at gmail.com. Or click the icon at thegorillaposition.com to get more info about PIN. Remember, get connected, get booked, get PIN. 
Thanks for tuning in to Turnbuckle Talk. This is Vinny DaVinci here with Joel and Carl. All your wrestling information and news coming right at you live here on the podcast. All right, guys, Big Joe and Carl Carafel back here on Turnbuckle Talk. Yes, we are, guys, and we have come to the end of this episode where, as always, we are bringing you our show stopper segment. Yeah! Joe, what have we got for our show stopper today? This one's a bit of a whopper this week, Carl, and this has to do with, as I mentioned earlier, from the G1 Supercard, we had the Gorillas of Destiny, which is Tonga Tonga and Tonga Loa, and the Villain Enterprises, which was PCO and Brody King, versus Evil and Sonata and the Briscoes. We had something happen here that had the internet absolutely going insane, Carl. We had Enzo and Cass getting over that barrier and insanity ensued. Now, this is something that we had had spoken to a little bit earlier, kind of, when we talked about this uh, this other guy jumping the rails and uh-huh. getting in with Bret Hart and Natalia. Um, then we see it at the G1 Supercard, which happened this, the exact same night. Um, we're seeing Enzo and Cass jumping the rails and uh, taking things upon themselves. Now, I'm, I'm kind of seeing a little bit here, a little bit there of, uh, you know, things saying, you know, it, it was a work, you know, it was it was supposed to happen, mm-hmm. that, that was planned to happen, stuff like that. And then I'm seeing a lot more, though, of these guys got a beat down that they deserve because that was not part of anything that was supposed to happen. And I'm kind of leaning towards the not supposed to happen because you see Bully Ray come down to the ring. He wasn't even part of this match. He mm-hmm. wasn't part of any of this. But you see Bully Ray come down to the ring and start beating the holy hell out of these two, yeah. thankfully. Now, I'm, I'm wondering, have you heard work or shoot? What I'm hearing, and of course, you know, we are lucky to be involved with the hitting the marks here. And they have some sources when it comes to this. And what I'm hearing is that uh, very uniquely, actually, this is technically a combination of a work and a shoot here, Carl, because, and you had mentioned his name, Bully Ray, from what I've kind of heard, this actually was all because of Bully Ray. And he has recently been putting over Enzo and Cass very much on interviews and whatnot. So from what I've been hearing is that this was a combination of his and Ring of Honor's idea. But... Apparently, they neglected to tell everybody else involved in the match that this was happening. Now, this brings in this is what the showstopper segment is about here the issue of bringing this kind of thing in and not letting the talents in on this. Because let's to put this scenario out there, we have Enzo and Cass coming in, 
as far as we know, it's not supposed to happen. And you throw in the element there of especially Tomatonga and Jay Briscoe, who aren't aware that this is supposed to happen. These two guys are going to beat the crap out of you if they're not aware that this is supposed to happen. Especially Tomatonga and uh, Jay Briscoe. Those guys are going to hand your ass to you. Yeah, yeah, 100% they will. I mean, two of the toughest guys that are out there that no matter you meet them in a back alley, you're 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 backing out. Yeah. You're not running out, you're not not that you're backing yourself out <clears throat> slowly because you don't want to startle them and have them just fly at you. Mm-hmm. Um I I'm kind of in two different positions with this. Yeah. Should they have been told? Yes. Mhm. Is it good that they didn't tell them? Yes. Because that added that much more realism into this. True. Even I was sitting there going, holy crap, is this a work or is this a shoot? Like, what is happening here right now? Yep. And and to even, even take it one step further, that during the show, they didn't even acknowledge what was going on there. Exactly, yep. Right? So that's that's where I was kind of going what is going on here? Like, is, did they do this purposefully? Yeah. Was, was this supposed to happen? So, I mean, blurring the lines, I think was an amazing thing, mm-hmm. but they should have, those involved in the match should have been told. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, we didn't even mention, uh, as far as I can tell, PCO not getting involved and thank God for that too. Because, I mean, there's a guy that uh, we see his pain tolerance during matches. And just imagine that guy coming after you when he's under the impression that this is a shoot and that you're getting involved in a match when you're not supposed to be. Right? Like, that's that's the <laughs> – yeah. Right? Yeah, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Right? So – But – Is it cool that – yeah, you know, is, is it cool that, that, that this is, you know, blurring the lines? Absolutely. But I really think that you, you could have, I think that at least in the context of, of being there watching the show, that if they would have clued everybody in, I think you still could have done something just as cool and just as special and still have pulled off that same kind of deal. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 like I said, it just—it was one of those things where it, it just—it genuinely had all of us talking, you know, as wrestling fans. And I mean, social media, internet, blow, blowing up after this. It was—it was nuts. Yeah, and, and the only ones that needed to know, obviously, Bully Ray, if he was instrumental in making this That's happen. That's what I've heard. Yeah, and those involved in the match. I think that those are the only ones that should have known. Um, hmm. Anyone else in the back? Yeah. They didn't need to know. Yeah. Let them be as surprised and as shocked as everybody else. Right? That's that that that's what I think. But those that were directly involved, and especially when you're talking about guys like the Briscoes, and you're talking about the Gorillas of Destiny, <laughs> yeah. and you're talking about the the uh, PCO, the guy who is just crazy. Yeah. Not not mentally. He's not crazy, but no. the guy is a workhorse. Yep. Right. And and Brody King as well. The, the big boy. Yeah. Right? Like to have all of those people out there and then for this like mm, mm, yep. they should have known. Yep. I, I definitely uh, I will single him out. Tomataga. I would not want him 
And this has come up a few times in this episode now, just because of the nature of everything that's happened in a crazy couple of days here. That he's just one of those guys that I would not want to ta- take a legit punch in the face from Tomatonga. Nope, I'm good. <laughs> nope. Yeah. <laughs> so not at all. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean that that you know with the, the the Hall of Fame stuff. I mean, just I got to say, you know, as down as I kind of am on WrestleMania this year as a whole, this whole weekend had the wrestling world buzzing with all this kind of stuff happening. You know, that, that's, that was a very cool side effect of all this stuff happening is it, is it had all of us debating and unsure what was going on, like you said, blurring the lines with this particular incident here. You know, as, as a whole, I, I think it's all a win in the bigger scope of things. Definitely it is. I mean, whether you enjoyed WrestleMania or you didn't, whether you got to see the G1 Supercard or you didn't, whether you were involved in watching NXT TakeOver or you were not, it doesn't matter. There was something for everybody this weekend when it came to professional wrestling. And if you partook in any of it, then you are a lucky person and you should be happy. Yep. And as a whole, I got to say my favorite match from the whole weekend, I got to say is from NXT TakeOver, the Velveteen Dream versus Matt Riddle. Yes, folks, I am, this term is apparently going to stick now, and you know what, I might as well go with it. I am a bromo from now on. We can no longer be friends. (laughs) 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 hashtag bromo that apparently is um sticking with me now thank you very much rick vickery actually yeah yeah that was rick that was uh that was rick's idea all right carl that wraps up a well pretty much right well at least for for the podcast it's wrapping up for a crazy week here like you had mentioned we still have raw and smackdown five more hours of madness happening with this uh wrestlemania weekend here but before we end things off here this week, Carl, let's make sure and we talk about our wonderful sponsors of this podcast. Definitely. Our two sponsors include, first off, HypeCityVapors.com. If you are a vapor like myself, go and check out HypeCityVapors.com. Get 15% off your e-juice order when you use promo code JK Podcast. And as always, I am wearing my color and elbow brand ball cap. Go and check out collarandelbowbrand.com. You can find the latest and greatest when it comes to uh, pro wrestling passion, being street fashion. They will be dropping some new things soon as they just showed stuff at uh, the, the um, what was it? The Wrestle, not WrestleCade, but... Uh, WrestleCon? Yes, yes, that, that happened during the last weekend as well. Um, some really nice new stuff coming out. You guys, when it drops, we're going to definitely put it out onto our social media right away. So, yeah, go and check out collarandelbowbrand.com. Use promo code JKPODCAST. You can get yourself 10% off your entire order, whether it is brand new or clearanced items. It does not matter. Make sure you use JK Podcast at the checkout because you will save 10%. We get a little bit of a kickback. Yes, we do. No blurring lines here. We do get a kickback for it, which does help to support podcasts that you guys listen to. 
And of course, to listen to the podcast, you can find us on our original home at Podbean, as well as Google Play Music and iTunes. And of course, all those major podcatchers out there, we uh, tend to pop up in a lot of those as well. And of course, we are powered by thegorillaposition.com and a proud member of that Roar Network. And of course, we are proud to be a part of the Hitting the Marks podcast network. That's right, guys. And for the latest and greatest in everything social media from Turnbuckle Talk, make sure, again, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, we can be found at TV Talk Pod. That's it for this week, Carl. We'll see you guys on the next one. We'll see you real soon. What's up, guys? This is the standard Dusty Gold coming from you from Fayetteville, Arkansas. I'm with Joe and Carl for Turnbuckle Talk.